We begin the current daf Mesechtes Bamitziyah Daf Hey. We begin six lines down from the top of the Yomit. But the Gemara continues the discussion of the previous daf. That is the Machlekes Rebchia and Rav Sheishis regarding the halacha of Halach. That is the halacha of Meidim Mikdash, which is the biblical shvu when somebody claims that somebody owes him something and the other guy totally denies, then he's exempt from Mishpur. But if he's Meidim Mikdash, he partially admits. Then the Torah said, nah, he's being a little bit evasive, avoidant, therefore we're going to suspect that maybe he really owes the whole thing, so then he's chayev for a shvur. Now the Machlikis Rebchidin of Sheshesh was regarding a case where the part that he admits, it's not that he's claiming that, okay, I admit and I'll pay, I'll get the money for you. He says, hey, Lach, here, this is yours, it's yours already. Don't make it part of the claim, because I'm already paying it for you. So on that, as Rebchidin said, so then actually he's going to be part of a shvur. Because he's not admitting to that, it's already yours. So the other half, which is the only thing you're claiming from me, I'm totally denying. Whereas Rebchia said that no, that's still going to be considered a maidim emiktis and thus chayev in the shvur. So the Gemara continues trying to bring a proof to either one of these opinions. So the Tashima, the Gemara says, let's bring a raya, not like Rav Sheshis, that Halach would be chayev in the shvur, because the Tani Rambacham, Rambacham had taught the following b'raisim. says, our Bar there are four types of watchmen mentioned in the Torah, that there is a specific oath that they have to take regarding liabilities of their Shemira. And those oaths required Tzrichen, Kfir B'miktis, V'hidah B'miktis. Besides the Shvur that they're making regarding the liability of the levels of responsibility that they have for their Shemira, additionally, they have to deny part of the claim, they have to admit to part of the claim. They are, by Shemachinam, the oath that's unique to Shemachinam, besides these two concepts that we're talking about of admitting to part and denying part, the actual Shavu that it mentions in the Torah unique to each Shemer is by a guy who is watching for free, where if he swears that it was stolen from him, he's going to be exempt. Fa'ashoyal, the guy who borrows, and the Yisachar, the guy who's getting paid to watch, where by the Shemachinam, he swears that it was an Aynas, and he's exempt from an Aynas, it was something beyond his control. By Shoyal, he could swear that it died because of the work that he was doing, where although generally an Aynas is chayv, but if it was due to the work, then even he's exempt. And Vaseicher is a guy who rents, who there's a machlik as if he's like a Shemachinim or a Shemachinim. Now, but one thing Rashi explains, what Rambam Bacham's primary halach is coming to say, is that you have to have a real full-fledged kfira, a denial. Now, a full-fledged denial is either that he says what's called lahadam, loy hoyu dvarmi oilam, never happened, or I paid it back to you. So which is a total denial on a claim, saying, I don't have it by you, by me. Then there additionally has to be, besides a kfir b'miktis, which means say, not a partial denial, but part of the claim has to have, to have a full denial. In addition, there has to be an admission. Now, an admission has to be a full-fledged admission, where he says that, yes, it's true, this thing that you're claiming for me, I owe it to you, and I'm going to give it back to you. So it comes out, explains Rashi and Ram Bahama, what he's trying to say is that the, the, the shvua of the shamer is only really going to come out if the guy gave him three parim, three cows to watch. How so? By one cow, he totally denies it. Not true, there was no this third cow. By one of them, he admits, yeah, it's true. You actually gave me this one and I have it and I have to give it back to you. The third one is the one which is the halacha unique to each shamer regarding his level of liability. The third one is the one that he says, you're right, you gave me this one, but it's an Aynas, and I'm exempt. Or if let's say he was a Shemechin, and he says by the third one that it was stolen from me, which that is where the Torah says in Shemesh Chavbeis that he has to take an oath that he didn't touch it in the inappropriate way to do work with it, because then he would be Chayv on the Geneva. So regarding the exemption of Geneva, that he has to make a Shavu Sashem for. Because in regard to the oath of his denial, 
which is the halacha of the Moedim and Mixes part, about swearing, no, there was no third cow, there was no other one, that's not the shvua of the shemrim that each one makes unique, which the shemrim swears that it was stolen, the shemrim swears that it was an oinus, that's something else. Now, however, but without a denial, and that's what Rabbi Muhammad is coming to teach, there's not going to be a shvua shemrim. The reason being for this is, and this is Rabbi Muhammad's opinion, that the Torah says regarding a shemrim, it says where he takes him to court, and he says, because the Shemachim is trying to exempt himself from paying back what he had given them to watch, and it says that he says, Ki Now, from that, the Gemara Shavuos Lamatesma basically explains when he says that Zeb, because this, what it means to say is that the Shemachim is admitting to part of it. Now, what that means to say is that obviously he's also denying part of it. What that tells us is that the halacha of Maidim Mixis is halacha that also pertains to the Shemachim. Now that comes to exclude from them the opinion that's brought in Baba Kama on Dafkov Zainab Aleph that says, no, 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 ear of Parshish Kasav Khan. That this Pasakuza actually was not meant to be in, learned in the context of the Shemachin, although it's written over there. Rather, it was mixed in from a different parish. It's actually supposed to go on the parish of Imkesav Telva Ami, regards to a loan. Now that is what Rambacham is coming to exclude from that opinion, to say it's not true. By Shemrim, Besides this, that they're swearing regarding, I'm exempt because it was stolen from me, or an oinus, or whatever shamer level, level of shamer they have, that they're trying to exempt themselves, they additionally has to have the halacha of ma'idimimiktis, of kiwazeh, that they has to have a denial, and an admission. Now, this, but the oath that we're talking about, that it says that he has to swear that he wasn't shalech bayad, therefore he was negligent, and the shamer has to swear that it was an oinus, and so on, each shamer accordingly, that's on the third cow. So one cow he has to totally deny, one cow he has to admit, so then you have your Moedim Mixes, admitting and denying. And then the third cow is the one that, okay, that's the one, yes, it's true what you're saying, but I'm exempt, because that was not my level of liability as a shamer. That's Rav Muhammad's price. Now, on this thing we want to bring a proof, not like Rav Sheshers, because Hechidami, what is this cow that we said that he's admitting to? Lav, isn't it talking about where the cow is here? And the Amarle, where he says to the, to the owner of the cow, here, take it where it is, which is a case of Halach, which is that it's here already. And still we see Rabbi Muhammad saying that it's going to be valid for the Allah of Maidimiktis, that which besides the Shvu that he's making, there's actually three Shvu's. So besides the Shvu that he's making regarding his exemption on the other cow, that yeah, okay, you gave it to me, but it was stolen, the, the other Shvu of Maidimiktis he's making, even though the one that he's admitting to is right here and it's Halach. So you see, Halach is Chayiv and Maidimiktis. This is more light. It's actually not, not the case, not Halach. Because the Amarle, it's talking about what the owner tells the Shemrim, Gimel Paras Masartilach, as we said, it has to be talking about three cows. It says, I gave you three cows. Now, none of them are around. And they all died with your negligence, so you, you have to pay me back for all three. The Amarle, what the Shemrim responded was, One of the three cows that you talk about never happened. You didn't give me three cows, you gave me two cows. Moreover, v'chadu, one of them, meisib ha'inus. It died with an ha'inus. So therefore, let's say he's a shemr sacha. So, it's regarding that, that he takes the shvur sashemrim to say that I'm not high for that. V'chadu, meisib ha'inus. You're right. One of them died with my negligence. To be in That's the one that I have to pay for you. That's the one of haidah. To love heilachu. That's not a case of heilach. Where it's, because it's not here, he has to first pay him up with money. So you're going to have the three elements of kfirah, the one that he says, lahadam, never happened. You can have the one of haidah, but not of heilach. And that's why he chayi even according to Rav Sheshes, because he, it, it did die, and with negligence, and thereby I owe that to you. And it's the third one that I'm saying that I'm exempt because of the oinus that it happened through. 
So again, no raya, not like Roshayshah. So the Mosah says, Toshima, let's learn from this next proof, uh, refutation, that the Tani Avud the Reb Afoitariki, the father of Reb Afoitariki, had taught the following Raisa, let's say that should be refutation, now we're going back to what we taught on Dav Gimel Medalif. Up until now we were speaking from the second Reb There was two halachas we said from Rebbechia, and we introduced these two halachas because originally we thought that we would support the halacha of the first halacha from our Mishnah, we said, no, there's no proof. Actually, that we said it was coming to prove the second halacha of which was this machlekes he had with Rav Sheshis. Now we're going back to the, the first opinion cited by Rav on Daf Gimlam and Alev, that he said that although the halacha written in the Torah of Maidim Mixus is, where a guy, the defendant, is admitting to part of it, so then we make him Bichai B'Shu on the other half, on that Rav said from a Kavu Chaymer, for sure that would apply when the, that the, him being owing half of it it's not even through his own admission, but when witnesses come. Because witnesses are stronger, as we learn from the Gemara, Matzad of Piv and Eirechad. Two witnesses are stronger than the person himself. And if he, admitting half to be Chayiv, he has to swear in the rest. So when two witnesses say that you're Chayiv and half, he would have to make a Shavu on the other half that he's denying. Now, that says the Gemara, seemingly this Brisa of Avud Rebbe would refute this halacha, that first halacha of Rebbe Because the Brisa says, If a guy tells someone else, there's a hundred zuz, there's a, there's a mana that I have by you, that you owe me. The other guy says, you don't, I don't have any of your stuff, I don't know you told me, I don't owe you anything. Now, exactly that case of Witnesses come along and say, look, we don't know about a hundred. We know definitely you owe me fifty. So says the Braisa, so of course he has to pay that fifty. Says the Braisa, so you would think now that he would have to make a shvua on the rest, on the fifty that he's denying. That's the positive teacher in Shemais says regarding all lost things. that he will say because this is what it is. In other words, this is where the halacha of Maidim mixes is learned. Where when he says, "Oh, this," meaning he's admitting to part of it, which the inference is that obviously he's denying part of it. Now it's in that context that the pasuk previously says v'nikar balabais alikim that they're going to bring him to court which the Gemara Darshan's later on of Memalaf and Mebeis means that they're going to be Nikrav L'Shvua. They're going to bring him close to have to make an oath. Which tells us the Halacha of Maidim Mixes because he's admitting to part, because Kiwized's this, that he's admitting to, but he's denying part of it. That's when it's Halacha of Shavua of Maidim Mixes. But that tells us, It's only based on the admission of his own mouth, which is the Pasuk saying that he's saying Kiwized, that's when he's Chai for Shavua and the rest. That you're not liable for shvuah when it's the witness's testimony that makes him liable for half, then you would not be chayef for shvuah mitzvahs, which is a direct refutation of Reb Chia's halacha. <coughs> so that the Gemara answers must need to karamas to led Reb Chia. You're asking from a brisa to refute Reb Chia. Reb Chia tana who apolog. Reb Chia himself is a tana and he's allowed to disagree and dispute a brisa. So you're right. The brisa is not like Reb Chia. Reb Chia disagrees. Now, but the Gemara asked, but for Krakama, but the time of the Brisa brought a pasuk, and seemingly from the pasuk you see clearly it's only by Hadas Piv. How could Rebbechiyah say that it even includes Hadas Edom? So that the Gemara says, no, Ahu, that pasuk Rebbechiyah needs to teach the primary halacha that when a guy himself admits to part of the claim, that then he's gimnichay for shvua. And moreover, as Rebbechiyah had taught on Gimel, that the, the testimony of the witnesses, you're going to learn that from a Kalvo Chaymer, that for sure it should include that they would also be Mechaev Shvua on the rest. The reason being is because you don't have an extra superfluous pasik to be used as an exclusionary uh, source to exclude the Hadas Edom. 
Because this Pasuk of Kiruzeh is not, Hashayim Kiruzeh is not coming to exclude Edim, it's coming to teach the primary halacha. Now, the primary halacha of Maidim and Mixes then tells us, based on the Kabbalah Chaimer, to say that for sure would apply to Adas Edim. And therefore, it doesn't refute, the Pasuk doesn't, it's not a refutation of Abachiyam. Now, however, Avud Rebbe Fuitriki, Amalach, he would tell you, meaning the t- this Brisa, no, that Ksiv Hu, Ksiv Zeh. There's actually two, two variables, there's two uh, concepts mentioned in the Pasuk. It says, Ashim, that he will say, Ki, because, who, this, Zeh, this. Meaning, who is, both of these terms are coming to connote two ideas. Which, Chad, Lamaidim, makes that time. One, you write, is coming to teach the primary halacha of where he admits to part of the claim, where each one of these terms, each saying, uh, exclusionary, meaning it's, a, it's being mamayit, saying that, yeah, only I'm admitting to part, but what's the other meat coming to say? The other one is a meat for the testimony of witnesses, the potter, to exclude when the admission is through witnesses, not through himself. And that's why it excludes Hadas Edim. Now, but Ve'idach, but he would tell you that no, Chad Lamaidim again, one is coming to teach the primary halacha of when he admits to part of it, and he's not admitting to all of it. The other exclusionary term is coming to say it's only when he admits to, to the same species of what the claim was. Meaning we need that the admission should be from the actual type of what the claim is, and that's what he's denying. For, because if, let's say, the claim is that he says, hey, you know, you owe me a, a saw of weed, and the guy admits to barley, so then he's going to be exempt. So that's what saying, saying, has to be from this, that whatever the guy's claiming, he's admitting to part of that. So it's a double exclusionary meaning to say that he's not admitting to all of it, only part. And even what he's admitting has to be only part of the claim, but not admitting something else. Only then would he be chayev for the shvub might mix this. But again, you don't have an extra term to exclude hadas edem. But the idach says the Gemara, but the, the b'raisa of avud rebefoytriki, he maidim imin hatayna lesli. It doesn't hold to that halacha, and therefore he doesn't use that word to exclude that, that you have to have the admission from the, and, and the denial on the claim of what is being claimed. Because it's not because as actually we learned that this is Malchoikis in the Mishnah Masech Shvus. Shavuos. If let's say the guy claims, he says, look, you owe me wheat, and he admits to barley, says the Tanakhama Patri is exempt. Because as we said, that's like who holds that you have to admit to what the claim was for it to be a partial admission of a Maidim Mixus. Because ultimately you're admitting to, to part of the claim, not even it's a different, not even what the claim was, but you're admitting to something and you're denying something. So if you're going to be that's how the Avudra Bafutriki held, and that's why they learned it in their respective ways. But again, that's the Machlikis Rabchiya has with him, that Rabchiya holds that Hadras Adam would be Chayiv, and this Brahza held that it'd be Pata. And the actually brings a story. Relating to this halacha of what we call Rebchia Kamaisa, this first halacha of Rebchia regarding being Mechaev in the Shavu and Mixes, even through the testimony of witnesses, not through his own admission, the Gemara brings a Huraya. There was a certain shepherd to have a master lake called Yoima, Chevasabazadi. Every single day, the townspeople would give their animals to the shepherd to watch with witnesses so that they could verify that, it's, that they gave it to him, that he, as a Shemer, he has to return it back to them. It happened one day that they gave it over to him without witnesses. No one saw that they gave it to him to, to watch. Now, at the end, he comes back and says, Never happened. You guys never gave me animals. What are we, we gave you? Never happened. You never gave me animals to watch. I don't have any animals that I have to give back to you. 
Now, Now, actually, when there were witnesses that came along and testified regarding the shepherd, that two of the animals, they saw that he ate it. Now, Amr Abzeris said, look, if the halacha follows like this first halacha of Rebchiyah, then this shepherd would have to swear in the rest, because that's the halacha. Meaning he's totally denying everything, so Kaifer HaKayil is exempt from Mishbuah. But, based on this first halacha of where he says you could have the Shavuah made to mix this through the testimony of witnesses, so they're claiming, let's say, 50 animals, and he, through the testimony of witnesses, is being chayv in two of the animals, Oh, that's a Maidim Miktis. I mean, he's not saying it himself, but witnesses from Kabbal Chema could be Chayv Shavuah on the rest. Now he'll have to make a Shavuah on the rest of the animals now. Now, only Abayas, Abayas said to wait a second. Im Isa Mishtabeya, you're saying that if we hold this halacha of Rebchia, that then he's going to have to make a Shavuah? But Vagazanhu, this guy is a thief. In other words, when did Rebchia say his halacha, that a guy is denying, but witnesses say that he's, he is Chayv on partial, and then he's going to have to make a shvu on the rest, that's like by a loan. Or even by a deposit, which the guy didn't touch, he didn't do anything inappropriate with it, but he got lost from it, where you could say by both of those cases, that he's just, he's just pushing off, although he, although he denied, he doesn't really want to lie. He really wants to pay it up. It's just that he's, he's doing a delay tactic, waiting till he can get money. But, and, but he doesn't really want to, want to rob the guy. Here, this guy's a thief. This guy ate up two of the animals, and then he makes totally denial of what's going on. The witnesses say that he ate it. How can you have this guy making a shvu? A goslin is not trusted to make a shvu. So how can you say that if you hold the Rebbechiv Kamaisa, he's going to make a shvu? Some later, Bezir said, no. What I said was, there's halacha that if there's this oath encumbered upon a certain person who's not trustworthy, that actually the plaintiff actually goes ahead and instead of the defendant, the plaintiff swears that it's owed to him, and he swears and he collects. As the Gemara says, that someone that's chashed ala that someone that's suspect regarding an oath, the chacham or masakin shekenegdenish, but that the opposite guy goes to make an oath. That's what I was saying. I'm saying he's chayv shvuah, but yes, of course he's a thief, so he can't swear. But what I'm trying to say is, then all the other people that gave it to him will swear that they gave it to him, and then they'll collect. Now, the Gemara asks, however, on Rebzeir's halacha. That hashtanami de less What do you mean? Even now that if we don't hold like Rebchia, and there is no halacha maid b'miktzis because he didn't admit, and the testimony of the witnesses doesn't help to make it into a maid b'miktzis So even if we don't hold like Rebchia's halacha, nechayve, we should still make him swear a shvuas hesis midrav Nachman from the halacha of Nachman. And therefore, since again he's not going to be able to take the shvuah because he's a he's a thief, so then we're going to have those. Townspeople will swear and collect from him because it's not like we learn the Mishnah Masechta Shvuas that says if someone says to somebody else mana libiyatcha you owe me uh, a mana and the other guy says in biyadi I don't have anything from you I don't know what you're talking about so is exempt because the halacha of a biblical shvu is only by moedim mixes here's total denial denial he's going to be exempt now but on that one Rav Nachman, Nachman said mashbiin oisei shvuas heses. We do require him to make what's called a shvuas heses. Now, the reason for the word heses from the word of a hasasa, which is that the chacham entice him to go ahead and admit that he's lying and to admit that really he owes the guy money. Now, the reason for this is why did Rabban introduce this rabbinic shvuah for a guy who's totally denial of a claim? So, like, Gemara Masech the Shvuah, the Memem says that there's a chazaka, there's a presumption that a person wouldn't make a claim unless something's really owed to him. 
And if someone's making a claim, although this guy's totally denying, we want this guy to make an oath. So we entice him to admit by forcing him to make an oath where people, okay, shvua, I don't want, I don't want to lie under oath. So then he'll come to admit it. So there is a rabbinic shvua. So the question is, why do you have to say that uh, you would be mechaiv, this guy is shvua the shepherd? Which again, everyone agrees he can't make it. So the other people could make the shvua and collect from him. Only even if not. Even if we don't hold like him, there's the halach of Reb Nachman that we always say Shavuos Hesus, and either way they'll be able to swear and collect from him. Why do you have to say only if it's Reb Chiyah And that answer the Gemara, no, the Reb Nachman Takanti. This oath of Shavuos Hesus of Reb Nachman is a rabbinic halacha because midday raisa, there actually is no biblical Shavuos on the guy who makes a total denial of a claim. Now, therefore, as we continue to Medbeis, Vitakanta, this rabbinic injunction that the, the actual claimant can make an oath and collect that itself is a rabbinic halacha, because biblically, it's only the defendant who has to pay that could swear to exempt himself from having to pay. But biblically, there is no such halacha that a guy could swear and collect with. Now, those that we mentioned, that people could swear and collect, are rabbinic takhanis, but biblically, it, 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 it's not, that's not a halacha. Now, it's only by a shvudah by biblical law, let's say by Mitzvah, that that's where the Rabbanah made a takana to say, okay, then we'll go ahead and flip it. Instead of the defendant swearing, then the plaintiff will, will swear. Now, but that's what he says, but a takana, litakanta loyavdinan. This rabbinic halacha of flipping it from the defendant to the plaintiff, we only do for the rais halacha, but we don't do it for rabbinic halacha. The shvuz heses is rabbinic. And to then say he's chayiv eshuas heses, even though he's total denial, if we don't hold like a b'chiy kamaisa, and then say another rabbinic halacha, and then flip it, that we don't say takan l'takan. Then that's why I had to say only if we hold like a b'chiy kamaisa would there be the shvuah that the plaintiffs would use to collect from this shepherd. Now, now the Gemara asked on Abaya. Abaya had asked on Rabzeira and said, "Whoa, wait a second, Rabzeira, what are you saying? He's chayiv eshuas? The guy's a thief. A thief can't swear." So that's what the Gemara answered and said, no, I didn't mean him, I meant the, the plaintiffs. But that the Gemara is not by but typically, that even if not for this specific case where this guy had two witnesses who saw this guy stole, and that's why Abai was saying that he's going to be invalid of taking an oath, even besides that, let it just be enough to have lay raya, the fact that he's a shepherd. Because if Amr, Yehuda said, Stam raya, any general shepherd, even if we don't have witnesses who testify that he stole, Puzzle is invalid for testimony because we assume that he is a thief because he grazes his animals in other people's fields. So why do you have to say that oh, he's a goslin, that's why he can't make a shvu? Any shepherd can't make a shvu because he's not trustworthy. We assume that he's a goslin. So I think when says, no, loy kasha, that's not a difficulty. Ha di day. If Yehudah's Allah was only talking about when a shepherd is grazing his own animals, then he's invalid in general. Because for his own benefit, he'll go ahead and he'll graze his animals in other people's fields. Now, but Ha the Alma, Rabzeri's case was talking about where a shepherd was grazing the townspeople's animals for pay, for other people's benefit, he's not going to sin to have them graze in other people's fields until he'll get to a place where it's ownerless and they could graze freely for his own things. He would do it, but for other ones he won't. And therefore, in Reb Zeri's case, which was for others, Abai couldn't say, oh, any shepherd is not believed, because Reb Yudas Halacha is only for his own animals. For other people's animals, he would not be considered a goslin, and that's why it's only because he actually stole that we said he's not believed, but or else he would be believed regarding that monetary dispute. And says the Gemara, because the Ili Temahachi, actually, because if we didn't say this, that we don't say in regards to a general 
shepherd who's grazing other people's animals, that he's not a goslin, then... How do we give over animals to shepherds to watch? But Vaxibit says in the Pasik, which literally means to say that in front of a blind person you can't put a stumbling block, which halachically means that you can't cause another person to sin. And if a shepherd, even for other people's animals, will graze them in other people's fields, which is a theft, Isra of Gizela, how are we allowed to cause that stumbling block by giving him the animal, thus putting him in a situation where he's going to violate this Isra? Ella rather says the Gemara Chazaka ain't Adam It's actually a presumption that a person does not sin if it's not the benefit's not going to him. For other people's animals, he's not going to graze in other people's fields. For his own, he'll, then he'll rationalize, then he'll go ahead and, and steal. So therefore, that's why Abai didn't ask from Yehudas Halacha because that's only for his own animals. For other people's animals, we don't assume that he's a goslin, and therefore only because we actually saw that he stole two animals, that's why he said this guy's a goslin. He can't swear, and that's Reb Zera answered. You're right. I didn't mean him. I meant the other people. That's the Rabban and Takana that when someone's chashad al shvur shekeneg de nishba v'naitel. Now the Gemara goes back to explain the halacha of our Mishnah. We said regarding this shnayim oichs and betalis, two people holding on to a talis. He says it's he found it. He says he found it. He says all mine. He says all mine. So the Mishnah said zeyishavash in lepachas mechetzia. B'chulu, this guy swears that he doesn't have less than half. This guy swears he doesn't have less than half. And then yachleku, then they go and they split it. He gets half and he gets half. Now the Gemara asks on this terminology, this vernacular of the shvuah. The Gemara asks as follows: Al the islay mishtabeya. In other words, someone that's coming to swear to take half. Shouldn't it be that he should swear that he has half? Or is he swearing regarding what he does not have? Is he swearing that he doesn't have less than half? In other words, the question that the Gemara is addressing is, why does he say these words that, I swear I don't have less than half? The problem is, those words could actually be valid for somebody that has nothing in that talus. Because when he swears that he, he swears, I swear I don't have less than half, it's true. He's swearing truthfully because he doesn't have less than half. Because he actually has nothing. In other words, if he would have had a third or a quarter in the talus and he swears that he, I swear I don't have less than half, so then that would be a false oath, which would stop him. He doesn't want to make a false oath. And then he would then admit, he would capitulate. Because he actually has a third, which is less than half. But this guy possibly has nothing in it. So he's actually swearing truthfully. So why are you making him take an oath? I swear I don't have less than half. I don't have less than half. I have zero. So what are we gaining by that? Maybe the guy really has zero and he's, and he's going to make such an oath and he's going to end up taking half un, unlawfully. So Rav explains you're right. What it really is that the person is saying is, first of all, the Amr, he says, First of all, I swear that I do have something in this talus. Now then, maybe you're going to say, oh, maybe what I do have is only a third or a quarter, and that is where he swears, and and what I do have, I don't have less than half. So therefore that takes care of the problem that maybe has nothing. No, he's swearing I do have, but what I do have, I don't have less than half. So then that would take care of the, the concern that maybe, even though he has, he has only a third or a quarter, that would make sure that he has at least half. Now, the Gemara asks, but the name is Shavu Shakula So then, why are we saying, I swear I don't have less than half? Let him swear that it's all mine. Each one's claiming that it's all his, he's claiming it's all his. Let him swear. Swear it's all mine, let him swear that it's all his. Now, as Tysus points out, obviously, this is going like the Rabbanon who dispute Benanas, which we brought on the Beis Mabez, where they're not concerned for Shavu Shab, because actually, we explained according to Benanas, it has to be, I swear that it's, I don't have less than half, so that at least it's feasible to be true. It's possible that each one doesn't have less than half because maybe they both picked it up at the same time. Maybe the seller wanted to sell to both of them. 
even though they think it's all theirs, but it could be true. Because if it's definitely one of them going to swear falsely, Bananas says you don't do that. But according to the Chum that disagreed Bananas, so good. So one guy will be swearing falsely, but that's what we have to do because you want to collect, swear that it's yours. So that Gemara says, no, because are we going to give him all of it? In other words, his friend is holding on to it too. If we're going to make him, them, both of them swear that, that each one swear it's all his, so it's going to spread some rumors about the courts because since it's all his, and the court said they split it, what's going on over here? What, what's this court doing? We don't want him to make a sw- an oath, and we're like legitimizing it. You're, you're, you're putting him in a situation where he's swearing it's all his, so why aren't you giving it to him? So since we're not going to give it to him, we're not going to make him take an oath on all of it. But the Gemara says, okay, but v'neim ishvur shechetzichli, why doesn't he swear that half is mine? Why do you have to say, I swear they don't have less than half? Just swear. I swear half is mine, he swears half is his, and then we get half. So the Gemara says, no, because morally le debure. Then he's going to be contradicting himself, because originally he said, it's all mine. And now he's swearing directly that half of his? What do you mean half? All of it is yours. Why you? That, that would be contradicting himself and refuting his own, his own words. Now the Gemara says, okay, but hashanami morally debure, what do you gain? The way we're phrasing it also, he's, he's causing... Arayas, so he's also causing some type of flaw in his own co- contradicting himself because originally he said it's all mine. Now he's swearing, I swear I don't have less than half. What do you mean less than half? You have the whole thing. So that the Gemara says, no. The Amar Kulashali. Essentially he's saying, it's all mine. And, I, and I'm sticking to my guts. Now, but according to your words that you don't believe me that it's all mine because you're saying, oh, he's holding on to it. So you say, halachically, I'm not going to get the whole thing. So he says, fine. I'm saying it's all mine. But according to what you're telling me, the halacha is, So as we addressed before, because of the previous concern, so first of all, I swear that I do have rights in this. And moreover, the and I definitely swear I don't have less than half. You don't let me swear in the whole thing, fine. But I swear that at least I don't have less than half, and he swears he doesn't have less than half, and then it's yachleku. Then the Gemara asks a, a direct question on the Mishnah. Now, since these two parties, these two people, He's grabbing and holding it, and he's grabbing and holding it. So Shavu's ulama. So what do you need the oath for? The, the, we say when someone's grabbing onto something, it's a non-sahadi, we testify that, oh, it must be his. Now, it can't be his and his. Okay, so it could be half and half. So then we split. So what do you make an oath for? Let's just split it. So Amir B'yechani says, you're right. But Shavu's This oath is rabbinic halacha. Shaloi hei ve'echad. So that n- n- not every single person should be should go ahead and grab his friend's cloak. Say it's mine. It's yours. What do you mean? This is mine. No, no, it's mine. They're going to come to court. They say, okay, split it. Split it? What do you mean? This guy just took my thing. Okay, but we say when someone's grabbing onto something, it means it's his. So we introduce an oath to prevent people from doing that. Oh, no, I'm not going to make a shvur. I'm not going to swear falsely. That's something that's way too, way too serious. And therefore, he's not going to do that. So that's why we introduced that Shavua. However, the Gemara asks on Rabbi Yechna. He's saying the reason why we make a Shavua by Yechleku is because the, the rabbis suspected that maybe one of the guys would go ahead and grab his friend's talus and say, it's mine. So I asked the Gemara, if we suspect this guy to be a thief, then the name then we should say, since he suspects regarding someone else's money, so he suspect regarding taking a false oath too. What's one of there, another there? So then why do we, why do we, what's the point of making a shvua? He steals, he'll lie. What do we gain? So that says the We do not say, since someone is suspect regarding money, he's going to be suspect regarding an oath. And the reason being is because people consider, they, they, they view an iser of, a, of an oath more severe than the, than the violation of theft. 
And stealing is okay. Steal. Ruben Begezel, most people steal. Shvua, shvua. No, I'm not going to do that. Would I look like that type of person? And that's why, even though he suspects regarding grabbing someone else's talus, but when it comes to the oath, it will prevent him. And that's why we have the shvua. And proves the Gemara. Because okay, if you don't say this, like Rabbi Yechanan has to answer, that you don't say, then, then let's go back to the basics. The biblical halacha that the Torah tells us, that if someone admits to part of the claim, he has to take an oath regarding the second half, that he really doesn't owe it, since he suspects regarding the money, because that's exactly why you want to take a shvua, you're suspecting that he really owes the whole thing, he's just denying, let's say that he suspects regarding the oath. You're, you're thinking maybe he's stealing the, the, the second half. So then suspect him for saying that he's going to swear falsely. Obviously, says Rabbi Yechonin, you don't say that because the shvua is more severe. Now, that the Gemara says, no, it's actually no proof. And I can tell you to the contrary. There, the guy is just being avoidant. And he's actually not suspect regarding the money. We actually impose the shvu because we want him to admit to which he wants to himself ultimately admit. He's not trying to steal. And he's just trying to be avoidant. And that's why he's denying it. But really, he's not trying to steal, and therefore, he's not going to be suspect regarding the shvu. But if he was suspect regarding money, he actually would be chashash basa. And says the Gemara, because could the rabbi, like rabbi said, as we had explained this already previously, that why does the Torah say, because really a guy does not have the audacity to deny his claimant. And really he would admit to the whole thing. But he doesn't have money. So he figures, look, let me just deny part of it so I could stall for time and get money to pay up. But really he doesn't plan on stealing the money. So therefore, the Torah says, no, put a shvu on him because he won't swear falsely and he'll come to admit. Because a guy should admit to what he really owes. And the Gemara says, moreover, Teda, you should know that we don't suspect this person who is denying part of the claim as a goslin. Rather, he's just being avoidant. He's just trying to stall for time. Because the Amr of Idibar of an Amr of Chizri says, Akifa bin Milva. If somebody denies by a loan that the guy says, Look, I lent you $100. He goes, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. And then witnesses come and establish that this guy was lying. He was denying what was really owed. That because they testified that he really owes him that loan. In spite of that, says Rav Chizda, this borrower is valid to be a witness for testimony. Now, obviously, you see, if he was really a goslin, if he was really a thief because he was stealing the money that was lent him, he wouldn't be kosher to be an aid because the Pasuk says, I'll touch us eight chamas. You can't make a thief into a witness. Obviously, his intention was not to steal. It was just a delay, a stalling tactic. Now, however, but by a deposit, and he's denying the deposit, then he actually would be invalid to be a witness for testimony because here it's not appropriate to say that he was just delaying because a deposit is not meant to be spent. It's always there. And therefore, what, what, what are you stalling for? You must then really be a, a, a thief. Because even if it got lost, so let him just say that it got lost and he'll be exempt. Why is he saying that he's denying the claim? It must be that he's really a thief. So there he'd be puzzled. But, and and that actually that actually would, would illustrate because he suspect regarding the moment, so it's chashid ashwasa. In contrast to the to the to a borrower, to buy a leiva, by the Allah Maidemiktis, that's different. That's because there it something happened and he wants to just stall for time. So that's why we say that he's going to be for Shvuah. But it's no raya to Rabbi Yechanan. Really I would tell you Migid Khashamaina is Khashid Ashwasa and not like Rabbi Yechanan's Alakha. And although the proof he wanted to bring from the Allah made the mix, it's not, that's not true. That's where he's just being mishtamid. He's just delaying. Now, however, the Gemara asked now on this opinion that wants to refute the answer that Rabbi Yechanan had to give and holds that actually we do say 
if someone's chashad amamayna, he's going to be chashad ashavasam. And that the Gemara asks, But this b'risa we brought in the beginning of Amman Aleph, that Ramachama taught the following b'risa. These four shaymim, besides that third cow that he's saying, yes, you're right, you gave it to me to watch, but it, was a, it got stolen, if it was a shamechinim, or it was an oinus, if it was a shamechinim. Besides that, he has to have one cow that he's denying, and one cow that he's admitting. And they are the Shemachinim, the guy who's watching for free, Vashel, the guy who borrowed the cow, Neisah the guy who was watching for pay, and Vasech, the guy who rented it. Now, on that, there is a Shavu that he has to make. On that, ask the Gemara, name a Migidochashad but say, since he suspects regarding the money, in other words, regarding that one, that he was totally denying it, which he said, Lahadam, which stands for Loihaidvarma Oilam, it says, never happened. That's essentially a case of a Pekadon, it's deposit. He's a watchman, he's a Shemer. So, you can't say over there that he was just stalling for time. What's the stalling? It's only by a loan it makes sense to say a stalling tactic. Which that's where those who say Moedim Miktis is Allah by Mkesa Talva Ami, it's by a loan, makes sense to say Ishtamute. But, but remember Chama who has explained that Allah Moedim Miktis even by a Shaymer, which is by a Pekadin, there's no delay tactics. He gave him a cow to watch. What are you delaying for? If he's saying that never happened, you never gave me that cow, must be he suspect regarding that, meaning he's denying it. So then say, what's the point then of saying that we make him take an oath of Maidim and Miktis? He suspect regarding the money. Obviously, that's what you're thinking when he's totally denying. He's saying maybe he really stole it. So then what's the point? According to this opinion, the holds Migid you are Chashavasa. Here he suspect regarding that oath. Meaning, as Rashi explains, the Gemara's question is only on the oath of Maidim and Miktis, of the Kefir, of what he's denying. Meaning, regards to the Shavu of the Shaymin, which is regarding that, let's say he's claiming that, yeah, you gave this to me, not like the one that he's denying. You gave me this one to watch, but annoying this happened, with, so the Torah requires the Shemr to take an oath to say that what he really saying really happened, that he's exempt. There you could say that he's not chashed on that moment. Why? Because actually, maybe let's say he was negligent regarding that animal. Let's say it was not an oinus. That's where he has to swear. Let's say he was negligent. And he has to pay for what, what, what the oinus happened because since he was negligent. But he's thinking as a delay tactic. Because I don't have money to pay up right now. So until I get money, I'll pay him up. Let me just deny it. Meaning, let me, let me lie and say, oh, it was an oinus. So we need him to swear that he wasn't negligent. That, that, that is not suspect because it's just delay. But regarding that cow that he denies and he says, never happened. You never gave me a third cow. There, he's totally denying the deposit. He's definitely lying. And therefore, why do we make a shvua according to that opinion that disagrees with your and holds that if you're chashed on and you're chashed on the shvua. So the Gemara says, no, hasem nami No, there also, in that case, he's also delaying, because the case is talking about where this third cow, which he's saying never happened, actually, he had it, but it got lost from him. Now, Salva, he's thinking, I'll find the guy who stole from me, and I'll, and I'll grab it from him. Or inami, or also, I'll find it in the swamp, and I'll bring it to him. In other words, he really is using it as a delay tactic. The reason why he should make an oath and say, no, swear that the guy never gave it to you is because the guy really doesn't want to steal the cow from him. He's waiting till he could find it. But if the guy's in the claim from him now, I don't have any money to pay him up. I'll deny it just for now, but he doesn't really plan on being a goslin. And that's why we make him take a shavuah. Because he's not chashed on mammon. And therefore he's not chashed on shavuah. No. But if that's the case, that even by deposit, you could say this halacha of where he's being mishtamit, and he's not really chashed on he's just delaying, then we're back to the question, then a guy who deposits, 
the, a guy who did not, which was this halacha of Rav Chizda. Someone denies a deposit. I might possibly aid this. Why did Rav Chizda say that he's going to be invalid for testimony? Let's say he's just delaying. Because Sava, he thinks, until I search, and I'll find it. Meaning, even my deposit, which it's not supposed to be like a loan where you're supposed to spend it, and then you could say that, okay, he just doesn't have it right now, and therefore he's delaying until he gets money, whereas the deposit is supposed to be there. What's this that you're denying? It must be that you're really a thief and you're lying, and therefore you're chashad ha No. Says, we said just before that you could have him by deposit where maybe something happened to it, it got lost, and therefore he's delaying. So then, why buy someone who's Kaifa Bibikat and the Drev Chesed says, Pasaladis? Maybe it's a delay tactic, maybe he, sh- maybe he is trustworthy, maybe he didn't plan on stealing, and therefore there's no problem of having a, as, as if he's Altosh's Eid Chamas. He's not Eid Chamas because he actually didn't steal, it's just delay tactic. So he should be, he should be trustworthy. So I think Mara says, You're right. When did we say that if someone denies a deposit that he's going to be invalid for testimony? It's talking about specifically as in the case when witnesses come and testify. That that moment, that the deposit was in this house and he knew about it. So if he's saying that, I don't know, it never happened, what do I mean? You can't say a delay tactic. Delay tactic would only be if it got lost. As we said in the previous Gemara discussion, where we could say, yeah, by Yishamer, you could have Yishtamutikim Yishtamit, even by Pekad. But if the witnesses are testifying that at that moment it was in his house, then he's definitely a thief. So he's possible aidus. Because it's not delay. What delay is there? Where Inami are also the Abinaka, they be other. He was holding in his hand the same idea that, sorry, there it's most definitely, unlike a Milva, and unlike even Bukadin, where it got lost, where you could say, here you can't, and that's a case where he would be puzzled, laid this. But the one continues asking on this opinion that holds, that if someone's chashur amamayna, then he's chashur ashavasa. Because, elahadam ravhuna, but this halacha ravhuna says, which is brought later on in Perkam Afkid, regarding a case of a shamer, where a guy says, look, where's the thing I deposited by you? So the guy says, um, an has happened. So the guy has to make a shvuah. So the guy says, look, I don't want to take a shvuah. I'll pay for your animal. So on that halach, if a guy wants to pay and not make a shvuah, actually Rav Huna says that if he's coming to pay, we actually make him take an oath, that it's not in his domain. Because we're actually concerned that actually maybe he liked this guy's thing. Now, so what is he going to do about it? The guy doesn't want to sell it to him. So I'll say, anointness happened. Anointness have to make a shvuah. Oh, I don't want to make a shvuah. I'll pay for it. Because, okay, it's not around. So the guy will take the money. But really, that was all one big subterfuge so that he could just be able to get that person's things. So actually, if someone wants to even pay for it, we have to first make a shvua that he has to say that he doesn't have it. And then, he doesn't have it, then anybody doesn't want to swear that it was nineness, maybe he's not sure, or whatever, who knows, then he'll go ahead and pay it. But let's say, if you're suspecting him that he's, that he's stealing it, because, he, because really he has to give back the object, he's not allowed to keep it and just pay for it, then we should say he's suspect regarding the oath. What's the point of swearing that he doesn't have it if you suspect him monetarily on that anyway? So that the Gemara says, no, Hasam there, he's not actually chashed amamayna. He's not suspect that he would violate an isser of Leisigzel to say that he's a gazlan and then to say that he's suspect regarding an oath. Because Nami over there, Mairi, he's what's called Mairi Hatter, he rationalizes. Vamrani says, I'll pay him the money. I'm not stealing. I'll give him the money. It really got lost one day and then I got it back. So really, really, I could pay him and he'll rationalize. But you're right. If a guy directly would steal it 
then of course if he's suspect regarding stealing, he would be suspect regarding the oath. But if is talking about this halacha, he's not suspect regarding monetary law. He's rationalizing. But a shvur, it's a straight up, is it in your house or not? Um, um, there's no rationalizing over there, that false oath. He wouldn't make that oath, and that's why we impose that oath on him. Now, but Amalei Ravacham and Ravina, he asked, but but there's a different problem over here. What's the difference if someone suspects regarding violating the Isra of coveting someone else's things or violating the Isra of Leisigzel? Either way, you should say that since he suspects regarding violating the Isra of Leisachman, then we should suspect him regarding violating the Isra of Beshvur. He, he, he has no qualms about violating the Isra of coveting and taking someone else's things through Leisachman, even though he's paying for it. So if he's lusting after other people's things and he's violating that and he knows he's violating that, so then he'll, he'll violate the Isra of Shvur. What's the difference? You hold if someone's going to violate Gizela, he'll violate Shvur. So if someone will violate Leisach, he'll violate Shvur too. So, and that and that, the Gemara answers, Leisach made Le'inshi, the Isra of Leisach meant for people, they think it applies when someone didn't pay for something. If a guy covered something else and he would go to the extent of taking something from someone else, that's how they view Leisachman. But if I paid for it, why is that Leisachman? I paid for it. Now, although it was through inappropriate ways of coveting someone else's things, which really is supposed to give it back, and then you take certain measures because you're coveting someone's things and you went ahead and you did something like that, even with money, it actually applies, but people don't know that. So again, that goes back to the rationalization thing where a person is not suspect regarding Leisachman. He doesn't think he's violating Leisachman. And therefore, when he comes head-to-head with a, with a Isra of a Shavuah, oh, me, I am, I'm a, I'm a Shavuah Retire Mitzvah. I would never do something like that. And therefore, there is a purpose of a Shavuah because he's not really chashed on Amamayin. He's not really chashed on Leisachman because he thinks he's not doing something wrong. And that's why there's a point of a Shavuah. But again, this opinion still holds, not like Rabbi Yechanan, that if you are chashed on you would generally be chashed Shavuah and there would be no point in taking a shvua which like Rabbi Yechanan Salacha, that was the question we had asked on him, where if he's saying that the reason why we make a shvua in the Mishnah is because we suspect someone would grab a hold of someone else's thing, this opinion says that no, there would be no point then in making a shvua because if you're suspecting them regarding the money, then you suspect them regarding the Issa too.